the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Derek DeBrule. Derek is a second-year student here at Darden, and he is also a leader in our Darden Military Association Student Club. And he and I recently sat down to talk about his background as a veteran, how he decided to pursue an MBA, what led him to Darden, and how his experience has been so far. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Derek DeBrule. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hey, everybody. So um, for our listeners at home, tell us just a little bit more about your background. What did you do before you came to Darden? Before Darden, I was in the U.S. Army for eight years. Um, I started out uh, flying helicopters for like the first five years. And then uh, as part of the budget cuts in Washington, uh, we got rid of my aircraft and sent them all to the the boneyard, they call it, uh, out by Tucson. And then I moved into the Army drone program, which was really cool, super innovative, um, really neat experience, and probably one of the closer experiences I could have gotten in the Army to business. <laughs> so uh, as part of all that, when did you start thinking about an MBA? I had been thinking about it for a while. Uh, as you can imagine, when they get rid of like an entire fleet of helicopters, um, you, you get a little bit of a heads up. You, there's some leading indicators, as they'd say, that that's going to happen. And so as soon as I found that out, I realized that, you know, I'd either have to kind of recommit to additional years to switch switch helicopters or um, line things up. And so I guess about three and a half years before I started school, um, I took the GMAT well in advance, which was a, which was a, a great step for me. Uh, to do that well in advance. And yeah, I, I had been thinking about it for a while. It allowed me to do really good, deep research on the various schools. And so it, it kind of limited where I felt like I needed to apply and, and what the fit, where the fit would be best. So obviously a lot of great schools in the country. How did you start narrowing your list? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'm I'm married with two kids, so it wasn't just me uh, in the equation. There were three other folks that I had to consider. Um, and so I guess I, I really, I kind of looked at it like as an equation, I think, and, and with different variables and trying to optimize the outcomes, uh, a typical um, kind of nerd approach to things, I think. And so there was the career prospects. Darden is, is great for careers. And I had a hunch that I wanted to do consulting um, just for the business experience. Darden is, I think, like the second strongest school in America for consulting by percentage of the class, I believe. Um, so we put a ton of people into consulting. I love that. Uh, those things would have enabled my family to kind of do well after graduation. And then also um, I wanted the experience at school, uh, Darden and the culture, the community here. I mean uh, – I happened to be in Richmond one time, actually, how I stumbled across Darden, uh, and I just emailed the Vets Club here, and the president was willing to meet with me on Sunday before he went to uh, church service. Uh, he, he met my family and I and, like, gave us a private tour of the school. Um, and that's a common thing that I think we hear from from mm -hmm. applicants is that I stumbled across the school. Right. You know, some somebody told me about it, and, and, then, and then I... I became aware that, wow, this is a real great community. So community was another one. And then the third is just like the geography. Uh, I didn't want to have to buy an entire new wardrobe for my entire family for us to be able to go to dinner in, in December and January. 
Um, and so I chose a place that, that I could, you know, get around a little bit of snow where we could go sledding and then the snow melts and we can continue about our lives. Yeah. Pretty temperate here in Charlottesville most, most of the year. Yeah, that's right. So it's a pretty deliberate process. It's interesting to hear you sort of work through each one of those considerations. So you've always been an analytical person, I take it? I think so, but I think it was a lot more nebulous during the process. Mm -hmm. It was more where could I see see my family fit in best. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I had it in three clear buckets like I, like I do now, um, but I was able to kind of distill what was most important uh, and, and pursue that. And Darden fit, mm -hmm. fit all of that for us. So as a as someone who's transitioning from the military uh, to business school, I mean, you would consider that something of a non-traditional background, right? Yeah, There's quite yeah. a few uh, vets here at Darden, um, but you know, the two worlds are a little bit different uh, from each other. Um, how did you think about – how did you approach navigating that change? Yeah, so I, I'd start to answer this question of navigating the change with uh, why the change. Mm -hmm. This this is part of the YMBA for a lot of veterans is um, – I don't want to jump right into working in the business or the private sector uh, without really understanding the implications of the workforce and the peers and the people you'll be leading uh, or people you'll be following. How does that differ, right? Uh, that's like a, a crucial element I feel for a lot of the vets is uh, B-School in general it gives you two years to kind of take a knee, we would say, in the Army, but really take a step back and reevaluate what you want. Um, out of your experience. So I guess navigating which school and, and how that plays into it, for me, it comes back to the Darden community and the culture. This place is all about the students. There's so many things that are run at the school by the students that um, I, I wanted an experience where I could get to know people deeply. Not that, you know, we have our own friends outside of the school. In Charlottesville, your own friends are people in Darden. It's not common for you to, to meet somebody at Darden that's grown up in Charlottesville their whole life and, and has their own set of friends. You, It's an inclusive school, meaning that you turn inward to one another for your support networks, your education, your social, uh, social interactions and experiences. Um, and so for me, Darden gave me the best opportunity to really um, glean the the most out of the transition from the military into the private sector. Yeah, we always talk about how for almost all of our students, you know, they were relocating for business school, right? And you're here in Charlottesville, it's a great spot, you know, but everybody's having to really be invested in the community in a different kind of way than if you were in a big city and you already had friends there, you were already established there. It has a lot of implications for your connection to your classmates while you're here. Yeah, exactly right. And and this is not the only school that has that, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like this is the school, at least in my experience, that did it the best, where the actual conditions and the process were set for students to do that. So I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, Darden relies on student interviewers, uh, and you know this, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but for our, for our listeners there, uh, Darden relies on second-year students actually to interview applicants uh, for entry into the upcoming class, which says a lot about the school. It says a lot about, one, the, the, uh, the system, right, the, the uh, corporate side of things that admissions and the dean are actually willing to share some of that, that responsibility and burden um, with the students. And it says a lot about the students, too. I mean, this is a, it's a, it's a popular thing to do mm -hmm. uh, is to do this interviewing thing. Where the students, I mean, uh, the response is great. They step up and, and 
I mean, I do it, and I'm super excited to to kind of shape the future of Darden. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean about the process yeah. um, that exists. Uh, we don't just say it; we put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, we tell we tell people all the time: you come here for uh, uh, for an interview. You might interview with an admissions committee member. You might interview with a staff member, a uh, student. Uh, all of these interviewers are created equal. Yeah. Um, and I know it's it's probably fun for you all to be on the other side of the table. You know, if you're a second year, sort of all. Almost done, right? You can remember when you were a, an applicant going through that process. Yeah, I can. Uh, and it's actually funny because I had a second-year student that interviewed me. And I know going into it, it was a little, a little, you know, I kind of questioned it. Like, gosh, this, is, this guy doesn't work on the, on the admissions committee. You know, I'm, I'm a little worried. How's this going to compare? And I felt like I, I maybe got uh, – an even better experience mm-hmm. potentially because I really got some some personal feedback from that guy mm-hmm. um, about his experience here and yeah. how much he liked it. Uh, so I, I try to provide that when I do the interviews also. Well, we talked a little bit about just the transition. So you get to Dar and you made the choice to come here and you get here. And uh, obviously, you know, the first year is challenging. Can you talk a little bit about that adjustment going from the military to starting to being a first-year student here at Darden? Yeah, the first year was tough. It It's a huge transition to the classroom, uh, which I hadn't been in for eight years in, a, in an academic setting. Um, and it's also high stress, like uh, especially for veterans. Uh, what I like to say is I, I was leaving something that – I didn't hate, like I, I liked my job in the army. I appreciated the responsibility and I wasn't bad at it. Uh, you know, I continued to get promotions, but I, I left all that to do something that I didn't know that I was definitely going to like. And I didn't know that I'd be good at. Uh, and so that kind of characterizes the first year. And what I found that was really cool was that there were a lot of small validation steps along that process. So the first one Maybe the very first week of school was, you know, hey, I can, I mean, I may not know the difference between revenue and profit, but I can kind of speak the same language as these folks. They're they're also humans. We're we're all humans. We can have this discussion uh, about, you know, in kind of generic terms what we're talking about, um, and I can keep up. And then the first final exam period, you know, uh, once you get through the first finals and, and you realize, hey, you're going to be just fine here, that was more validation um, through the, the recruiting process and getting on some of the invite lists for these firms uh, was a really good feeling uh, and affirming. And then once, you know, uh, the holidays come and you come back, you interview and you get an offer and know that you're going to be at least set for the following summer. Uh, that's a huge validation factor. So for me, it was a little bit of a roller coaster, but um, it definitely came down to a shared experience with my classmates going through kind of these ups and downs uh, and finishing on an up once you finish the first year. Yeah, I think there's, I think everybody likely feels out of, sort of out of their element at some point in the first in the first year. I mean, whether it's, you know, how you learn, right? How many people have done case-based learning before and the kind of accountability? You know, you go to class, you get called on, you know, you have to have a perspective, be able to explain things. Taking classes that you may not have otherwise taken, you know, you have a required curriculum here. Sure. You got to go through some of these uh these classes that you may have avoided or, you know, stepped around in other educational experiences and you know, it's a uh, there's a lot of collaboration, 
right? Which is also, I mean, from, you know, you work individually, but learning team and then obviously class. And that's also another opportunity for folks to sort of grow and stretch a little bit. So there's a lot. I mean, we talk with the faculty about how intentional they are in the design of the program. You start to realize that none of these things exist accidentally, like Mm. arrived at the structure for very real pedagogical reasons. Right. Yeah. And those reasons, I think, uh, coming back to the the why Darden and why is this place unique? Um, uh, the case method is great. Everyone knows that the that the case method, especially with the world class professors, is is an awesome benefit of this school. Um, but for me, it was more of the maybe um, less obvious or even third order effects of the case method, uh, like the required curriculum. You know, so I get to be in a class, uh, let's say accounting with other CPAs, like uh, professional accountants, and they lend their expertise to those in the class that didn't do accounting, uh, where if this wasn't required curriculum, I don't know that the accountants would take accounting, like intro to accounting. But then what that would mean is people like me who have no basis in accounting wouldn't be able to, to rely on their experience um, and kind of you know, learn from my, from my peers and not just the professors. So uh, this manifests itself in many ways, but the, the third order effects of the case mm-hmm. method, I think, are what really, uh, in the first year, really unique aspects of Darden and help to help me to get through it. So now you're in your second year, and uh, we're having this conversation. I mean, the end is near, so to speak. Your yeah. graduation is is coming yeah. up quickly. Um, how's how's it going in your second year? Yeah, it's good. Um, the second year is still very busy, uh, and I. I but I, I think I've chosen for it to be very busy. I'm busy with things that I care about. Uh, not that I didn't care about the classes in the first year, but that was kind of the foundation upon which you can build your second year. So you do what you really are passionate about. Some people will put a lot of time into clubs. Uh, I put a lot of time into admissions and club club things. Uh, there's other folks that might have their own idea for a startup or a small business in, in town. And so they kind of pursue that venture uh, and go all in in the second year. There's opportunities to go overseas and do a semester abroad. So the second year, I guess in short, it's really cool um, because you can kind of shape it to what you really want it to be. So you're really involved with the Darden Military Association. Um, For our listeners who are less familiar with the DMA, um, what's a quick elevator pitch for what the DMA is all about and maybe kind of support y'all provide? Yeah, this is good. You put me on the spot with this (laughs) one. Um, So I'm not the president of DMA, so I I won't speak on on his behalf. Uh, But I guess the DMA is a group of former military members, uh, not just American military, but we've also got folks from South Korea, Brazil, and um, – I'm forgetting. Oh, Israel. And we've had folks from Norway and various other countries in the past. And basically, it's a pretty tight group of folks that just help one another along the path uh, of really transitioning from the military to business. Uh, There's a lot written about that transition and how that's tough. Uh, And what I found is the best way to deal with it is to have a group of folks that you can go to and and kind of ask the the dumb questions of, hey, am I am I an idiot or is this really you know is this really the the right way to think about it that kind of thing, um, so the the big focuses for the DMA are uh, um, future students applicants and and interacting with them, uh, current students which is through the internship process in the first years, and then uh, alumni and 
tying in um, previous DMA members to the to the current class and everything going on. And y'all stay pretty busy. It seems like y'all y'all do a fair amount of programming. We do. Um, the the big pieces to it really revolve, I think, around Veterans Week. That's kind of the the high point for us. We have a whole week of programming. Everything from uh, we host first coffee uh, with uh, Chick Fil A, which is always a big hit. Um, we had a military 101 panel, which was very well attended, and we had to cut people off because classes were were uh, were starting. Um, but we could have probably gone on for days, uh, just talking with our our peers about the military and and uh, trying to educate and 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 learn. Um, but yeah, on a on a regular basis, we have events with the with the club, uh, either um, networking type events for internships or social events, just to ensure that we're we're close. So you moved here as you as you mentioned with a family. You have, you have two kids. And, mm-hmm. um, what was that adjustment like for you and your family? I mean, we we talk about Charlottesville being a great place to live, easy place to live. How did it how did it uh, translate for for y'all? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so in the military, we were pretty used to moving around. Yeah. And, and when you tell us what to do, we'll do it. Um, but sometimes that's reluctant, uh, and sometimes it's with enthusiasm. Uh, and coming to Charlottesville, it was much more enthusiastic because we were able to make the choice. We we decided to come here, which was really neat. Uh, my family absolutely loves it here. My daughters are seven and three. Um from everything from the school that my oldest goes to, uh, to the weather, as I had alluded, and being able to, to go outside all through the winter. Um, my oldest learned how to ride her bicycle here and to swim. So these are, I mean, these are some core memories that we'll remember uh, for years to come. The housing market is is totally reasonable. Cost of living from more of a pragmatic approach is uh, is phenomenal in Charlottesville compared to most most places with uh, top business schools. So there's a lot of things to love, but we we really enjoy this town and and have uh, back to validation. There's been a lot of validation that this was the right choice on the family front as well. So have you figured out the next step for you? Are you still sorting things out? No, uh, we're set. I think we're going to move to Charlotte after this. We're actually already house hunting and nice. school hunting, uh, which is super exciting. And we'll be doing consulting with uh, uh, McKinsey's Charlotte office. That's awesome. Uh, moving forward. So I'm pretty excited. My hometown, Queen City. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool. Um, I don't know that I can become a Panthers fan, uh, <laughs> but I'll, do, I'll, I'll try my best. Who's your team? Uh, ugh, I'm not a huge fan. Pro sports okay. guy, I'm more of a college guy. All right. But, yeah. Well, that's also Tar Heel country down there. So, yeah, there's uh, no way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> well, all right. So, covered a lot of topics here, uh, Derek. Um, maybe a last last piece of advice or uh, just some words for folks who are at this stage and thinking about DAR and maybe even thinking about applying. Um, yeah. What would, you, what would you share with them? Yeah, so I remember when I was applying, uh, I kept hearing this phrase, uh, fit, find out where the fit is and if you fit. And what I used to tell my wife, I would get very frustrated and say, look, if why don't you admit me and I'll tell you if I fit, right? Um, and that was definitely the wrong approach to it. I, I really think that the places that you're going to hit it off with you're going to hit it off because of the fit, because of the culture. You got there. You were excited to go there for, on, on the front side of it. You made the decision to, 
to spend the money to fly out to Charlottesville or, or wherever. You got there. You you had some experience that resonated with you, whether it was the classroom or the community, the culture, the students, the professors, um, whatever it was. And then that very directly translated into your application, you know. Um, and I just feel like it's important to hear that uh, and and again, validation, you see this on the backside of, of these decisions and through the, the internship application process as well. I've come to realize that the places you're going to have the best shot are the places that you're most excited about. And they'll also be the places that are most excited about you to come there. And that whole thing that I just described is what fit actually is or my, my best attempt at defining what that word means. Yeah, you're right. It is a sort of, you know, elusive fit. What does it mean? But yeah. you're, you're totally right. It comes down to excitement. Um, yeah. And and I do think, you know, you talk to enough people about how they ended up here. There is this aspect of like, you know, I just felt like it was the right place for me. Yeah. You know, I met people. They seemed really energized. Everybody I interacted with, you know, they seemed nice. I just felt comfortable here. Right. Um, and that's, you know, certainly spending time here, experiencing the culture firsthand, sort of asking that question, is this a place that I'd want to spend two years? Is this a network I want to be a part of? It's a big part of the decision. Right. I guess one last caveat yeah. to that is uh, that it's hard to assess that without actually visiting. Yeah. And I know it's tough for folks uh, worldwide in particular, but even on the West Coast of the states to come visit. Um, veterans especially. I know folks that have applied from Africa uh, while serving on deployments in Afghanistan, Iraq. It's it's tough sometimes. But it really will pay dividends uh, through your understanding of fit and also through the application uh, to, to come and visit and actually see that firsthand. So a yeah. quick public service announcement. Oh, we're big fans <laughs> of people coming to visit Charlottesville for yeah. sure. So, um, well, Derek, thank you so much for your time today. No problem, Brett. And that was my conversation with Derek DeBrule, a second-year student in our class of 2019. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden at Virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.